This podcast is brought to you by High Five Tom, a proud family member of Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. And honored to be part of The following is brought to you in association with and from a proud partner of The Shining Wizards Network. Entertainment here. Revelry with Will and High Five Tom. All right. What up, High Fivers? This is your boy, High Five Tom. And back from an epic adventure in the land of the Jaws. I've got your too slow Will on the other side of the country here. Will, how are you this evening? Feeling pretty slow, Tom. Well, I mean, you did we spend a, some time. We had a great time in Cancun. Uh, we came back and we both got sick. Climate change, that'll do it. It's a couple of days after, you know, you, you get so used to breathing in that nice, warm, ocean coastal air. air, and then you come back to fucking shithole there in New Hampshire. Yeah. Where some you... guys like Matt Taven's from. <laughs> um, yeah, we definitely have some comments on that earlier. When you sent me that uh, that text message about Taven earlier today, I, I, I chuckled aloud. As the kids like to say, but did you get sunburned? You don't look too burnt. Got a little color on my arms and the backs. The backs of my shoulders are bad. Okay, that's that's like the the gross peely part. Which, admittedly, I didn't burn nearly as bad as I thought. I people who were friends with me on Facebook saw that I made like a rant about how like I got wrecked and Friday night like it hurt like hell. It hurt so bad, but then Saturday morning it didn't. So it was just because it was, I think it was just because I probably burned a little more on top of where I was already burned. Yeah. Like it doesn't hurt. You know, just a little gross now. Got a little color on the arms. So I've burned way worse up here at the beach than I did down there. There's a lot more sun down there. So, and you're close to the equator. So, Damn straight I was. All that all that tropical fruit, fresh. So I, we were talking in pre-production, but uh, you said the food was awesome. So it was actual um, locally sourced food probably. <coughs> well, I mean, you know, you work in, I work in a grocery store. So like everybody, you know, it's, it's always what you go for. Like you want like fresh produce. You want local produce. You want, but stuff doesn't grow everywhere. Sit, you know, New Hampshire is not primo citrus growing environment. Tough. New Hampshire is not an ideal spot for pineapples to grow. So when I could go to breakfast every morning, get a cup of orange juice that tastes like it was freshly squeezed, and I can go to the breakfast plan and fill up a plate with just different fresh fruit options for the day. 
because there was one thing I missed because I didn't get it on the first day that I was there and they didn't have it the rest of the day. So I'm like, oh, I missed out. But you had your first tequila sunrise, huh? I had a lot of tequila. A lot of tequila sunrises, a lot of mudslides, tequila sunrises, painkillers. Oh, I forgot to ask you, what's in a painkiller? I don't totally know. It's uh, like coconut, pineapple. And booze. And booze. I think it's vodka. Mm. Yeah, Beats Tom, me. Tastes, tastes good. Yeah, Tom uh, Tom is a, a former tech or tequila aficionado. I want to say consumer of tequila. I am a fan of tequila, but a long time. So, yeah, I was uh, <clears throat> yeah, I really shouldn't be taking my pants off in public anymore, so I quit drinking tequila. So, oh. Just gotta have the right kind of party. Yeah, that's uh, you never know. So yeah, we just gotta get you hyped up for some hoopla. Yeah, I don't know if hoopla is gonna get me hopped up, but, but I don't know. I, I, you know, I guess this is as good a time as any. I mean, I didn't really buy anything when I was down there. My mom sent me the money. She's like, get yourself like souvenirs and stuff. And there just wasn't really anything that, like jumped out at me that like I feel like I needed to get. Yeah. But what I did get today is I got the files for, I mean, people will see it eventually. Once once we know what we're doing, oh, man, it's going to send. This might not send. We might, this, this might not work. Oh, it's oh. trying. We're, we'll share a file in the meeting. So y'all can't see it because this is a audio-only experience, but... Dope, dude. Nice. I, I sent Tom what You'll you'll see you'll all get to see it eventually. We'll we'll kind of figure out sharing it and what we're gonna do for socials for this podcast and whatnot. But I I commissioned some work from uh, my online amigo at in brightest day X. Uh, he is a he is a. Uh, Ohio's not in the Midwest, right? Uh, it's yeah, but definitely Midwest. So he is a he is a Cincinnati guy. Okay, yeah. So he has done work for uh, most recently Leo Rush. He had a, a design just came out with Leo Rush. Nice. Um, since up for Gringo Loco, he's done uh, Dan Housen, Ethan Page, Good Brothers done a lot of great stuff he recently did something with i don't remember oh he did adam page thing i think i've been a fan of his stuff for a while i've got several shirts with his work on it including his own um he has his own brand that's still kind of in its early stages called uh falcon arrow yeah so (laughs) i got the the final versions today so We've got all sorts of different portions and files so that we can kind of head to the races with it. We want to, you know, we can do stickers, we can do, you know, shirts, you know, booty shorts, whatever, whatever the listeners want. Booty, booty, booty everywhere. So, um, well, this is exclusive uh, to all the high fivers that are listening. So uh, we are going to steal our good friends over at the Mark Orders uh, gimmick. Uh, but yeah, anybody wants stickers? I don't care where you are in the world. 
Uh, so yeah, I'm talking to you, uh, UTT Rob. You know, if you guys want some stickers, we'll send them over to England. Uh, so just DM me, DM me your address, and uh, we should probably have stickers within the next couple of weeks. I got a guy that can make them. So, hell yeah. Um, we just gotta, yeah, designs. We just gotta get our info on there, and then uh, VGM and Shining Wizards. But uh, yeah, it looks dope, man. That's not what I was expecting. So, great work, Will. And full disclosure, Tom has seen kind of the we'll call it the top half. Yeah. But uh, we added some more, you know, he added some more details in and the the handshake thing. We got revelry on the wrist tape. Yeah, we're like, doing, you like it, Tom. Yeah, we're doing like branding and shit. I mean, we're 69 episodes into this thing, so. I'm, I'm glad you like it because like when he sent me the, because he's been messaging me here and there. He's like, hey, you know, I, I'm still working on it. And it's like, we're, we're not in any rush. Like, it's not like we have a deadline where it's like we have to have like all this shit sorted out. Sunshine, you want to see our new logo? So again, that's at in brightest day. You can find him on Instagram and on Twitter. Um, no, I'll shoot it to Tom so we can put it in the, the show notes. Okay. Those are new logo that will guys commission. What do you think? Oh, I don't get it up. If I gave you some stickers, would you pass them to work? Yes. <laughs> it's a shame. That, it's okay. a shame. That, it's a shame that this is a an audio only podcast. You give me the stickers. I'll have it at work. Okay. Thank you, sunshine. Yeah, that's dope. Will, thank you. So, it's about time I contributed something. Well, I mean, you contribute every week, Will. So I, I, you, I even contributed a question of dishonor from the beach. You did, you did, and that's uh, nice. I, Tom and I thought Tom and Brendan were going to be recording on Thursday. So when I messaged him on Tuesday, the day I landed in Cancun, <laughs> I was like, "When do you guys record again?" And you're like, "Oh, I'm like two hours and however many minutes." I'm like, "Oh, I got to get you a question like now." <laughs> and it was a hell of a question, Will. Um, and listen, you listen back. I, I almost totally spaced it too. Brandon's like, "Ah, uh, yeah, we have." I'm like, "Well, shit, we do a really good one too." Um, do you and now for those that don't uh, don't remember last week or may have missed last week's episode, uh, basically Will had asked uh, with the naming of the Ring of Honor titles, you know, the J. Briscoe belts, um, any other wrestlers um, for any other belts? No, Will. I mean, was it okay that we picked people that were still alive? Yes. Okay, I would I would say I think gratefully the majority of folks that were key parts of Ring of Honor are still yeah largely I mean, I, kicking around one way or I, another. I got no hit heat with Jimmy Rave, but I didn't want to you know make it the the Jimmy Rave you know peer title or anything. So um, well, he never had the peer title, right? No, but I mean that's really the only thing I could think of. So, uh, but just to recap, so Brundon. I uh, had picked Samojo uh, for the world title, obviously. I picked Brian Danielson. And then um, I picked Jay Lethal for the TV title, uh, much to Will Chagrin. And then uh, then he picked uh, Nigel for the pure title. Actually, we, we both picked Nigel. And I thought it would be kind of cool to name it after AJ Styles because Ring of Honor kind of fucked him, um, you know, by not recognizing that title for a year. But, uh, Will, what are your answers? I'm going to put you on the spot. 
<coughs> so this question was asked purely out of adrenaline and being like, oh no, I gotta I gotta come up with something. It was a great question, so you did a great job, Will. So because I hadn't for those of you who follow me on Twitter, I uh, I had some issues watching Honor Club on uh on my phone. Or at least half of it. Literally. So I hadn't watched at this point. Um, I hadn't watched um, the TV, which I did watch today because I just let it kind of autoplay. So after I watched the episode we're talking about today, it played yeah. the prior week's episode because it plays in reverse order because that's how you scroll through them in Honor Club. Stupid. <laughs> yeah. But um, I hadn't watched Supercar yet. So it's like, well, I, I kind of want to ask something pertinent to the shows, but I hadn't watched them yet. So I was shuffling along the beach, panicking. It's like, oh, oh they just unveiled new title belts. Let's, let's do something about that. I think Nigel for the pure title is a great answer. It just makes sense. Or Jonathan Gresham. It's still I mean, too soon. That's, that's a Band-Aid. I don't think we're ready to rip off yet. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, he really... He really should. Like, if if this is down the line, absolutely. Because he really... Because the whole pandemic ring of honor really was all kind of centered on Jonathan Gresham. Yeah. And well, it should have been. Um, I mean, he really epitomized the, the pure title. Um, he brought it back to prominence. I mean, it's title been dead for 14 years. Um, yeah. It's crazy to think if you would have told me in March of 2020, <coughs> I don't even think we were talking at that point yet in our friendship. Um, but that Shibata would be your new pure champion. I, I didn't think Shibata was going to, was going to win. I, I probably should have. But because I was looking, it's like, you know, I didn't pick him because I'm like, you know, this would be a really solidifying win for Wheeler Yuta. If they want to convince the people like me who aren't really on board with Wheeler Yuta, not that Wheeler Yuta is bad. Just fail. He just doesn't really do a whole lot for me. And I liked Wheeler Yuta. I really did. Like, I was super intrigued when I first saw him in the tournament. (laughs) But since then, it's kind of like, yeah, I don't really feel like wowed or moved in any way. Yeah. By the way, it snowed here on Saturday, um, yes, Monday. Did it? Yeah. Been, so up this way, it was like in the 90s last week, and now it's been back down to like the 40s. Same here. <laughs> um, all right, so Nigel, you were, you're happy with Nigel. Yeah, I, mean, I was happy with all your guys' answers. I said I didn't really have any answers like in mind. I just want to get a question out there. I'm glad Brundon. <laughs> I'm glad I met Brundon's uh, expectations. Yeah. As the primary question giver. But Tom, this week we have two questions. We do. We do. Some somebody else finally asked us a question. Yeah. Um... You know, and this is open. I mean, obviously, Rondon's, you know, gimmick is the, the question of dishonor, but, uh, you know, he's not the only one. Um, well, Mike Spirit Jr. followed me. Do I follow him? Yeah, I do. Okay. So I think he's for following me back. All right. But um, 
And uh, I'm really hoping for for some synergy here for those that listened to last week's episode. Uh, Brandon is a big fan of Bob Sapp. Um, and Will, so did you, did you watch any Bob Sapp matches? Or I know you never heard of him, but you saw, no. I mean, you looked him up and you saw. I looked, I looked him up because I, I, didn't, I didn't know who Bob Sapp was. He's a specimen. That's the bottom line. Um, yeah, and Bob Sapp is a MMA pride legend, also um, former, um, I think he won the heavyweight title, Brendan he said. Did. Um, but yeah, so looking for some synergy with uh, with uh, taking the territory, our good friends uh, Rob over at UTT, um, uh, with, with their daily uh, Tank Abbott post, but hopefully they're going to be doing some synergy uh, with Bob Sapp, but uh, for those guys, they actually switched it, so now it's unputting the territory. Um, which two members of the 2013 Ring of Honor roster would you most like to see face off in a game of gutter golf, and what obstacles would you put on the course? Now, this may actually surprise you guys, um, because I was not a fan of this person until about three hours ago. And uh, I've been really irritated that said person was um, on my screen all the time. And that's Cliff Compton. Um, but listen, Brendan and uh, Will and I and uh, Eric Fries have a little group chat in the Discord. And we're just talking about high spots. I'm like, oh, shit, I haven't watched a bunch of Kevin Steen shows. But I watched uh, the Kevin Steen episode with Kif- Kif- Cliff Compton. And that dude's a funny motherfucker. I got to admit. Um, so I would like to see Kevin Steen uh, versus Cliff Compton. And a gator golf, and I did not think of any obstacles. Um, but any obstacles I would put in the way. Um, hmm. For some reason, center blocks are coming to mind. I don't know why. Um, I'll get back to that. But Will, do you have any two uh, two thousand people on two thousand thirteen Ring of Honor roster? Because Kevin Steen's a funny motherfucker. Just watching this game would be a blast. Right, he's inherently funny. And to see him step into like the foray of, of mini golf, basically. Yeah. Ooh, I got an option. I'll say... Uh, so long as it's not Truth Martini. I was trying to think of some somehow I could like get the House of Truth in there somehow because like all the debris from the hoopla could be the, the obstacles. But I'll say you know we're gonna we're talking about unsettling differences. We're gonna talk a little more about the other relationship between these guys and uh when we get to the meat and potatoes of the show but what if uh Steen and Carino were able to air things out over a game of Gator Golf? Over over a game of Gator Golf. That would be awesome. With the the obstacles being members of Scum running <laughs> around the kind of around the ops like around the course, like at random intervals. Um well it's funny because uh my my obstacle, I was actually just thinking of uh adoring my two lovely cats here, but uh a, a room full of stray kittens would be the obstacles. Um, and then like the, the kitten bowl, you can adopt, you know, we televise it, do it for yeah. charity. And then you can adopt all these beautiful kittens, which um, my buddy Diesel, you know, uh, one of the creators here of the Visionaries Global Media, uh, but their newest cat, Moo, they actually got from the kitten bowl from the Super Bowl. 
place. Yeah, so the kid was right down the road, and they were like 30 miles away, and uh, Moo's a pretty little kitty. Um, yeah, I think I was, uh, a game of gator golf in a room with straight kittens would be a blast. I mean, he's my one of my other initial thoughts was if if the latter war wasn't the true end and the true final meeting of El Generico and Kevin Steen was gator a, game of, a game of gator golf played around the ring post-ladder war. Like where they, be... haven't, they haven't cleaned up any of the stuff yet. Oh, there we go. You've got to start like at the ramp and you have to like or you start in the ring and you have to like get out to like the top of the ramp or something like that. Yeah, with all the all the plunder and everything. Ooh, that's I like that. But unfortunately, El Generico is long gone. Yes, he passed away in that orphan fire. Um, you know, rest in power. Yeah, but uh, his spirit is alive and is current WWE undisputed tag team champion. So, as seen on WrestleMania, but we're not going to talk about WWE because this is a Ring of Honor podcast. But uh. Yeah, make sure um, everyone's following. I will put the links in there. Um, those guys do a great job. Like I said, they've got a bunch of fun episodes. Uh, they do silly shit like this all the time. So uh, definitely check those guys out. So, so that, that was our bonus question. Now we also have Brendan's question. We do. Insert and... musical number here because I don't know. Eventually we'll get it together. We'll have like uh, something. I don't know. I talk an awful lot of game for somebody who actually has nothing to contribute. So, well, yeah, I mean, you're out, you're co-host on the show. You got some logo, um, and we should get a Brendan. We should get a, we should get a, um, we'll get a song. But, um, all right, Brendan almost forgot his question this week. But his question dishonor. Can you think of what your favorite Ring of Honor promo or in ring segment segment would be? Uh, he's got two. Uh, punks, this is straight edge promo from this feud with Raven. Uh, very passionate, really explained why he hated Raven, and also Jimmy Jacobs' reveal of Age of the Fall. Uh, I have not seen this yet, but I have heard. Uh, this is the one where they hung uh, one of the bloody Briscoes upside down while Jimmy Jacobs got pro under him in a white suit. Um, Jimmy Jacobs, write a book, come on, Ring of Honor, Elvery. Love to pick your brain about stuff. Uh, Jimmy Jacobs, you are a wrestling genius. Um, but you know, I'm gonna kind of stick, you know, because I don't, I don't know a lot of pre, uh, 2011 Ring of Honor, um, you know, and there's been a lot of memorable promos. I mean, one that was really fun because I just started watching Ring of Honor, uh, was the whole when Adam Cole got kicked out of Bullet Club promo, uh, with Marty's girl was Marty's girl was introduced to Villain Club, uh, but I'm gonna kind of stick with. Um, the this theme of the show here, and really, and even though we weren't doing the show at this time, uh, but really the Carino Steen promo leading up to their battle at Final Battle, uh, 2011. Um, and if you want to include in ring segments, just Steen in that whole match, just flipping off Jim Cornette, the whole kick caboodle. But, um, yeah, just I mean, everything leading up from Carino and Steen, just letting those two geniuses go at it, uh, was a lot of fun. And Steve Carino is a great storyteller, by the way. Yes, it's a shame that uh, he's obviously not getting to do enough stories in WWE because that stuff's dog shit. Yeah. 
But uh, Will, do you have uh, a favorite in-ring segment or in-ring promo? So I have even less to pull from than you do. So thinking like different segments, it's like I don't know. I feel like a lot of stuff I'm thinking of. I don't know if they're necessarily considered segments, or if they're they'd be considered like part of matches. But what I'm going to answer with is uh, one of the last Ring of Honor pre Tony Khan shows. uh, Delirious giving cheeseburger his mask. Mm. Wow! Yeah, because that still sticks with me. And especially with, um, I need to apparently go back and watch Supercard so I can hear Cheeseburger call Maria Canales a cum dumpster. <laughs> I mean, but like, just because in that moment, like, you know, Ring of Honor is kind of on the outs. Like, it's kind of fun around. It's like, we don't know what we're going to do now. And the fact that we've seen Cheeseburger from, yeah, like, just gathering streamers, getting called up by Charlie Haas, getting kind of brought in here and there, you know, and all the stuff that we're going to see and how he goes to the Tokyo Dome, he teams with Liger, he gets the the palm okay. attack and yeah. comes back through as world-famous CB. It's like that yeah, we got to see so, like we saw like his whole career. Yeah. Across the... 10 plus years. Yeah. There's a, he's got a really cool t shirt out there I wanted to buy. I don't know what it looked like, but I'd know if I saw it. Um, yeah, we are fans of Cheeseburger on the show for sure. Yeah, that's great. I mean, we saw, saw him being created. And, um, you know, it's tough not to. I mean, there's so many Briscoe promos that you could go to. Um, oh, we're, I can't wait to talk about the one that we got today. Oh, I mean, I'm surprised we didn't say $5,000. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> but that Mark and Jay promo, the not not cosmetically pleasing promo, uh, we posted it last year sometime. It was a lot of fun. But, uh, yeah, I'm just going to stick with Karino and Steen. By the way, it's not a promo, but when the, the fan yells at Kevin Steen that he sucks and he's like, because I learned from her mom and she's an expert. I'm pretty sure that was from. I just watched it. I don't remember what show it was from, but we we just watched it relatively recently. Yeah. Yeah, and it was. Um, I also watched Matt Hardy on the Kevin Steen show, and that that was a lot of fun. I didn't get all the way through. Um, I I kind of tapped out uh, when they went to the questions, but they were talking about this particular segment, you know, and how Ring of Honor did not want Kevin Steen uh, to use the word motherfucker. Um, you know, sometimes know. motherfucker is the word that you need to use, though. Yeah, I mean it, it fits. It fits segment. You know, um, you know, and it was just really talking how like how they kind of went through the whole thought process and really kind of bummed that they really never got to pay that off. Um, you know, kind of spoiler alert. So, um, Dean and Hardy could have been fun, you know, but obviously Matt Hardy is getting a lot of go away heat. Uh, at this point in scum. So, um, but as always, um, obviously Rob, thank you so much for your uh, question dishonor. 
you know, people send those questions in. Uh, Will and I will do our best. Um, it doesn't even have to be Ring of Honor. You can just ask us whatever. Yeah. Um, you want to Tom to throw down about olives again? We can, we can, we can rehash that. I mean, you know, I don't know if I want to open that can of worms or anything, but and obviously, Brundon, uh, thank you for coming on last week and thank you for yet another uh, great question of dishonor. Uh, but yes, thank you. I think we're going to take a quick break here because I got to take a leak. Uh, so, like my good friend Phil always says, uh, we're going to plug all our friends here on the Shining Wizards Network. Uh, so, make sure you check out all the great shows here on the Shining Wizards Network. And also, uh, VGM. I don't have a VGM commercial quite yet. Uh, maybe I'll create one. Uh, yeah, just type in Vision, Visionaries Global Media uh, into your Google machine, and it'll pop up with all the great shows. Um, yeah, but high fivers, uh, we will be right back. The Shining Wizards is the greatest wrestling podcast of all time. Don't believe me? Tune in and check us out. We laugh, we cry, we interview some of the greatest people in professional wrestling, and we have some of the greatest segments of all time, including everyone's favorite wrestling game show, Can You Beat That? We're live 6.50 p.m. East on Monday night on all social media platforms, and we're with you wherever you go on every single streaming and podcasting platform as well. Check us out. Go over to ShiningWizards.com and join us for some wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. What's up, folks? It's your boy, the Impact Player, Mr. Philly Ray, inviting all of you to check out the Turnbuckle Throwbacks Wrestling Podcast. Join us as we cover all things current in the world of pro wrestling, as well as paying homage to the old school, the squared circle. So listen in and find out why we are the recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment broadcasting. Find us on all social media platforms and anywhere you get your podcast from. And as always, we are the proudest members of the Shining Wizards Network and Rant Entertainment Media. The Mark Order Podcast is the only show you need if you're looking for dedicated coverage of everything AEW on the Shining Wizards Network. Join us live on YouTube every Wednesday night at 10.15 p.m. Eastern after Dynamite to chat along with the show. If you can't join us live, listen to us on your favorite podcast platform. Follow us on all social channels at MarkOrderPod and use the hashtag JoinTheMarkOrder because if you don't find us, we will find you. G'day guys, my name is Thomas, one half of the Broadcast Podcast. With our podcast, we go back and watch wrestling events from WWE, WWF, WCW, ECW, AEW, and many other wrestling promotions. You can check us out on Twitter at the Broadcast, that's T-H-E-B-R-O-K-A-S-T, and you can also download all episodes on Apple Podcast, CastBox, Castro, and many other podcast apps. Got 30 minutes to kill? Come check out 30 Screams or Less, where we review a horror movie in 30 minutes or less. We cover new movies and old ones, too. We'll give our honest thoughts on the movie, good or shit, as well as a rating of each one that we watch. New episodes weekly, available on the Shining Wizards Network and wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. I'm Steve. And I'm Corey. Come check us out at 30 Screams or Less. What's up, everyone? When on the Shining Wizards Network, be sure to check out Wrestling Night in Canada. If we're not recording another kick-ass podcast, or playing in punk bands, 
We're recording kick-ass heavy metal albums. Then we're sitting back, we're grabbing a couple brews and going over everything to do in the world of pro wrestling. Because we're from Winnipeg, you idiots. If you like your music heavy, then check out Radioactive Metal on the Shining Wizards Network. For over 16 years now, Radioactive Metal has been one of the longest running podcasts. Over the years, we've interviewed some legendary metal acts, had some awesome discussions, and cranked a hell of a lot of tunes. So join your cool Uncle Snowy and his co-host Aaron for the audio mosh pit that is radioactive metal here on the Shining Wizards Network. Are you tired of being lied to every day by the mainstream media? Do you want to know what's really going on in the world? Do you want to make up your own mind about things and not be told what to think or say? Then listen to Inconclusive Breakdown, a weekly anti-PC look at the world of entertainment and current events brought to you without censorship or filters. You can find us everywhere you listen to podcasts, BitChute, and on ShiningWizardsNetwork.com. And also, we're a proud member of the Shining Wizards Network. All right. Well, that was all the great shows here on the Shining Wizards Network. Um, but Will, we're going to steal uh, Mark Henry's gimmick, but we are on to the main event. Episode 83 of Ring of Honor Television. Original air date, April 20th, 420, 2013. I mean, it's kind of nice all around, right? Because this is episode 69, right? <laughs> Yep, we are on episode. If I if I read that note right, episode sixty nine came out on four twenty. Yeah, nice. Funny, uh, the, the synergy of that. So, um, we are still in uh, upstairs of the Hammerstein Ballroom. Um, and to start off the show here. Uh, Kevin Steen does come out with the title, uh, but there's no. He's got no title. He's got there's no scum. Um, but obviously at this point the crowd's behind him. So we're seeing kind of a switch here, Will. Um, and that is, of course, until right, they're they're him. they're chanting thank you, Kevin, like he's going somewhere. Yeah. Um, you know, he he lost the championship, he had a great run. Um, you know, and Steve Carino comes out and uh, like he's been doing. Kevin Steen hasn't said a word in like a month and a half. Um, you know, he's not returning his texts, not returning his calls. Um, but you know, you have to remember the mission will was to kill Ring of Honor. That was Steve Carino's mission the entire time. Yeah. But seems like, well, I don't want to kill Ring of Honor. It's like since Cornette left, now he believes in the company. Uh company's just fine. Um, and really, I mean, you know, he understands the mission, but his he just wants to earn another shot. Um, at the title, he wants the world title. That's all that matters. Price fighter. Yeah, I mean that's not just a gimmick. And then uh, you know, Steve goes on and respects Carino. Uh, he would follow him through hell. Um, you know, he's had questions, but he behind everything he did, uh, with the exception of that this motherfucker, Matt Hardy. Um, yeah, like I said, it, it was pretty funny. Like I said, if you get a chance to ever. Check out the Kevin Steen show we had with Matt Hardy. They did do discuss this little thing. Uh, a lot of fun. <clears throat> um, but yeah, <coughs> earlier, you know, the thank you, Kevin, 
uh, chance. Any uh, any thoughts on that, Will? No, I mean that's. I kind of wish we we got to see a little more of this kind of playing out. This kind of I've been talking about the last couple of weeks I've been on, where we're getting this right. Steen has jumped out of scum, but we didn't really get a whole lot of that earlier besides the fact that he's either not saying anything or Carino is cutting him off before he can say anything. Yeah. And he says, he's like, you know, when this was just me, you, and Jimmy, he's like, this was great. He's like, but now you've got, like, yeah. all these other people. It's like, why? Yeah. So it'll be good for a – it's hard to say a face turn because it's not like Steen has been incredibly over with the crowd the entire time. But more of a, a baby face role. Yeah, if, actually, if Steen is to, to join the ranks, right, of – Yeah. <clears throat> you know, and then to wrap it up, you know, Steen says, well, I mean, it might be time for us to go our separate ways. You know, brace his heart, but – uh. You know, we can either um, walk away. Right, we, we can either walk our separate ways. I go this way. You go that way. It's like, or you guys can do what you're planning on doing. It'll be the biggest mistake of your life. And Carino says, Kevin, you know, can't let you just walk away. Yeah. So Steen drops the mic and goes after Matt Hardy. <laughs> um. And then obviously the rest has come jump, you know, Kevin Steen. Obviously, we've seen that basically it ends with uh Jesus slash Matt Hardy uh getting the twist of fate uh on team. Right. The, the whole thing he's like pro wrestling Jesus seems a little weird to me because again, there didn't really seem to be like a build to that. Yeah. And uh, and I know Matt Hardy is actually a really religious person in real life. Um <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, that, that's Steve Carino at, at his best, so. Uh, that's our opening segment, uh, but we do have another pay-per-view coming up, Will. We've got another Border Wars. Border uh, Wars. But uh, Pro Wrestling Noah over in Japan is sending people, and it looks like Eddie Edwards is going to be facing Ishimori. And uh, Eddie Edwards gets on the screen to tell us how excited he is. I, I've, I'm more excited than, than he wants to talk about it. When I heard my my ears perk, and I know you guys talked about this last week, how they were sending over people for Border Wars, but to actually see it happen, like Taiji Ishimori, it's like I'm so so excited. Yeah, Taiji Ishimori better win. Yeah, no shit. Um, but then uh, we do get a Roderick Strong versus Mike Bennett, uh, but no Maria, uh, but we do get Brutal Bob. And, and Mike, we have Mike Mondo. Um, but real, uh, there's still no Caleb Seltzer. Oh, that's right. You didn't. So you haven't seen what happened yet, huh? No, but I did listen to the best Ring of Honor review podcast, marking out High Five Tom's Ring of Honor revelry. Um, if you get a chance to watch that, he took a bump, dude. It was, yeah, I was like, wow. I've never seen a wrestler or an announcer get beat out of town off the script. So I was like, it wasn't that bad. You know, and, you know, and like talking about, you know, Steve Carino basically just gets rid of Caleb Seltzer physically, throws him in the barricade. Um, and like we talked about last week, I mean, I didn't hate Seltzer, 
Like when he was just doing, you know, being himself, he was funny. You know, it was very intelligent, very well spoken. But then we started doing the whole, the whole jungle fever comment, the whole cum dumpster comments. It was just like, you know. yeah, he just doesn't have the edgy doesn't come off well. Yeah. Um, but will you did give me some homework a couple weeks ago? It took me a while. I did check out what's in um, AEW's as what's called that she with RJ City with the with yep. the kingdom. Um, which is pretty funny, you know. They, they name dropped uh, Derry, New Hampshire. Yeah, yeah. They, and Carver, Massachusetts, for Mike Bennett, but he named one of his sons Carver. So I'm like, oh, that's kind of lame. Didn't even put that together. It's a little. I think it's a little lame. I love Mike Bennett. I love Maria. I think they're both amazing people. In addition to being amazing talents, but the, the naming your son after the town you're from. Yeah, I wouldn't name myself Slinger. That'd be like my son Swanton Mercier. <laughs> um Highgate Mercier, Highgate Springs Mercier. Yeah. But I did have to chuckle that uh I think Carver's the one that Maria was pregnant with when she was a champion, I guess. So that's right. <laughs> and then uh I did have to chuckle that Matt Taven married them. You know, and I knew what he meant because uh yeah, because my boss actually at, at the lodge actually married Faith and I, so I, I know I get the gimmick. So yeah, it's fun, fun watch. Uh, I watched a little Mark Briscoe too. So oh, the Mark Briscoe one is great because he he pulls off like the the clueless so well. Yeah, and you also get a great sound by Mark saying that he supports child labor one hundred percent. Um, but uh, we did mention Mike Mondo. <laughs> Um, this is kind of out of nowhere. Uh, Ring of Honor kind of does this sometimes. Uh, once again, I mean, uh, Styles make fights, you know, and this this is definitely these two. I mean, I would love to see these two actually go at it more, um, you know, but we do get some kind of code of honor. I mean, Roddy Strong has been doing that lately. I mean, he hugged Machine Gun or Machine Gun Carl Anderson after their match. Um, yeah, Mondo's out here saying, you know, they're both. Great athletes. You know, that Roderick Strong's got the cardio. He's got the power. Yeah. But Mondo's kind of got beef with both of them. Yeah, as well, definitely. And then Mondo's definitely putting himself over. You know, in that match in Toronto, he broke his leg, went into the match, uh, but still jumped off the 30-foot thing. Fucking idiot. (laughs) Yeah, I mean – Obviously, that wasn't 13, 30 feet. It might if, have been 12. If I, was, if I was considering the fact that I feel like I may have broke something like my leg or my ankle, the last thing I'd be doing is saying, I'd be like, God, we're going to have to cancel this jump spot. Is like, I'm having a hard time walking around as it is. Yeah. Um, you know, and then he does those kind of things because he does whatever it takes to win. Uh, but if I'm not mistaken, he actually lost that match. I could be wrong. Um, so... Um, <clears throat> how you feel about Mike Mondo since his return? I'm cooling off a little bit. Yeah, this is kind of like the Mondo I expected last year. It's uh, it's fun while it was fun while it lasted. Yeah, you know, he can still turn around, uh, so we'll see. Um, you know, and obviously Bennett and uh, Brutal Bob both both off the Mondo and. Kevin Kelly's trying to keep the peace. Um, 
But eventually, like, Kevin him. Kelly's trying to be like, Mondo, please, if you're going to sit out here, you have to like come sit out here. Like, you can't get like, Mondo's like, we're talking at me. They're looking at me. They shouldn't be looking at me. Yeah, his Long Island definitely comes out. So, uh, but yeah, Strong, Strong and Bennett spills to the outside. Uh, Bennett spears Mondo by accident. Um, yeah, because uh, Strong was throwing Bennett into like all the barricades, like going around. And that had happened earlier. Somebody got thrown into the barricade. It was by the, the announcer's table. And, of course, whenever they both go over there, they're both John at Mondo. Like, Richard Bennett said he would break his leg again. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Mondo, let's say on accident, eats a, eats a spear into the into that barricade. Yeah. Yeah. Um... But man, he milked it for a while because I thought that was gonna be the end of the match. But it goes on for like another three minutes to actually go back in the ring. Um, and Mondo uh, gets involved. Yeah, Brewer gets up on the apron. Mike punches him. Uh, you know, then Bennett eats a stunner from Mondo, uh, and then Roddy hits the backbreaker on Bennett, and then uh, Mike Mondo's comes to the ring, beats everybody up. Kinda the the running it's like the running jumping like side effecty looking thing. He was like. Where he jumped, but he wasn't quite like there, so it's like kind of like just yanked him back with him. I don't know. I'm sure he's a great guy. Yeah, I mean, and there's not a whole lot to this roster, I mean, especially since wrestling's greatest tag team left. Yeah, I mean, so I mean, but like I said, like I, I feel like I've cooled off a bit on on the Mike Mondo. Like yeah. I'm good. Like I'm I'm ready to move on to I was very cool to see Mike Bennett back. Yeah. Um you kind of forget too that it's been a while. <coughs> um and I was actually looking at our next match here. Um so it's Jorge Santi versus uh from Johnny Rod's school uh versus Sedarius Thomas. Um, so this is the thing in, in pre-production. I told you there's a little bit of crossover here. Ah. You know who? You know who else went to Johnny Rod's pro wrestling school? Um, Tony Z. It's possible. Yeah. I don't think so. I was listening to the latest episode of the sh- the sessions. Okay. Where Renee interviews Prince Nana. Prince Nana. Went to the the Johnny Rods. Really? Uh, it's been a it's a nice interview. Prince Nana is a great interview. Again, our friends of the Shining Wizards have interviewed him. Uh, go back and check that out. And he was on the latest episode of the Sessions with Renee Paquette. But he was talking about how when he was because he's the youngest of five, and he really wanted to be a pro wrestler, so he talked to a writing WWE. Be like, hey, I want to become a pro wrestler. Like, kind of like, what should I do? What do I need to do? And he said the person, he didn't mention her by name, but he's like, I ended up meeting this person, the person who wrote me back. He's like, I talked to her a couple times, and she gave him like a list of like kind of like recommended schools that like they would recommend. And there were the, the number one was a school in Jersey, but when he's he's like, oh, I was 15 years old and I lived in Brooklyn, he's like getting to Jersey on the bus that all that time wasn't an option. But they 
he said one of the other options was Johnny Rods. Hmm. So Prince Nana and Jorge went to the same wrestling school. Interesting. <clears throat> yeah, and I, it looks like he's still active. I don't. Yes, see. he was on uh, Dark last year. Oh, really? I took a. I, I searched this on the the old cage match. Because they he looked pretty good in this match, so I'm like, well, I yeah. want to see like what other stuff this guy got into. Yeah, like I mean, he really, I mean, um, adapted well to because oh, so babe, we've got to match. He's wrestling to our boy to Darius Thomas. Um, so it was uh, 2021. He was on AW Dark Elevation. He teamed up with Teddy Goods, and they they lost to a private party in one minute and 59 seconds. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, still, still, Cage Match says he is still active. Yeah, he looked good. I mean, a uh, little vanilla character-wise, but... Um... He's, uh... Looks like his last match was December 30th of last year. He wrestled a fellow named Anthony Gamble hmm. for the BCP Hellseekers at the Knights of Columbus Hall in Ridgefield Park. Um, interesting. So, but unfortunately, uh, these guys didn't get a lot of time. Um, I forgot to queue it up. I was going to bring, I was going to queue up the NWO music, but maybe we'll do it next week. Um, yeah, they're going tip for tat. Like they, like, <coughs> he's rolling through stuff too. Like they both connect with like a big boot. They both roll back to the corners. Yeah. But, and it's, it's all, it's looking great. It's like, wow, this is going to be a good match. And then, we get, we get scum running out again. Steve Carino says some more words. Um, you know, suffering, chaos, ugliness, and mayhem. Um, yep, says, no. says stuff was seen pretty much as a bump in the road, but the the mission is still the same. Yeah, um, but we'll never see Kevin Steen again, so you know what that means. We're going to see him in like a week. So... Uh, but Nigel comes out, uh, but he does have Lethal and Elgin with him. Uh, so it looks like Lethal and Elgin are put their uh, differences inside for a little boy, uh, a little while. Uh, Wait, I couldn't, I didn't tell it was them initially. I'm like, who are these two jobbers you brought out with him? Because they actually had like holes on and stuff like that. They have yeah, their, they, uh, but Nigel. Nigel, Nigel, Nigel. Yeah. You know the, the joke about how you're watching the movie and the bad guy starts explaining his points and you're like, you know, he's got a point. Yeah. It's kind of Steve Carino. Yeah. Nigel says he's sick of it. He just seems like he's kind of sick of everything. Like he doesn't really seem to be that angry. But Carino says, like, you know, you're trying to defend Ring of Honor. He's like, you would complain these people would boo you when you were world champion. You would be like, anything you ever did was good enough for them. And of course, he shits on the documentary. He shits on 
all all that stuff because Carino's great at his job. Yeah, you know, and obviously, you know, Carino's God, and no one tells God what to do. That's right. Matt Hardy's Jesus; he's God. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but you know, Carino wants a Carino wants a shot for Matt Hardy. Yeah. He uh, is just specifically say Matt Hardy, but it's like scum deserves shot at the heavyweight title. Yeah, he's like, you want me to leave? Blah 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 blah. Um, you know, and then Nigel's like, well, you know, Scum wants a, a bet title shot, but none of the winkers in the ring deserve one. Uh, well, Creel's like, oh, we'll leave, we'll leave, but a one condition. Yeah, it's like that's not enough. He's like, no deal. Because yeah. the, it's it the the pitch is two members of Scum against Lethal and Elgin. If the Ring of Honor team wins, which the Ring of Honor side of this feud does not have a great record. Or a record um, at all. Steve Carino is out of, not just Ring of Honor, he's out of wrestling. Which he's okay with because he doesn't want to talk to any of these people anyway. So True. But that's not a, there's not enough for a wager for Carino. So Carino raises the stakes. He wants a title shot for Matt Hardy, but there's something else he wants. For himself, that empty seat next to Kevin Kelly that he created, so he can run down Ring of Honor and Nigel McGuinness until the eventual end of Ring of Honor. So Nigel says, "Fine, I'll see you at Border Wars." Creo says, "I'll see you next week." Mm. Not the most inviting segment. No, like, Nigel's like, you know, taking off his jacket. He just doesn't look like a threat. Nigel's not coming off as, like, being that angry. Yeah. Like, I know he probably can't actually do anything in the ring with, like, anybody. But still, like, he, he's not getting, like, heated. He's not getting, like, so this should have been done. Like, the whole thought was this supposed to be, like, a done deal. Like, scum was supposed to be done. And, like, they're still hijacking your show. And your response is, well, this really doesn't sit right with me. <laughs> that was a great impression, Will. Well, wow. it's like there's – he's taking the jacket off. It's like – even Karina says, it's like, put your jacket back on. Like, what, what are you going to do? Yeah. They all get in the ring. It's like they aren't going to fucking do anything. Yeah. So – um. You know, it's a shame. It would, it, like we said earlier, um, you know, it would be cool to see these two young talents get some more time. But alas, they were just, you know, mentioned in story pieces. But uh, after this, <coughs> we transition right into your favorite time of the week. Time for a little inside the Ring of Honor, um, which we didn't have last week. So um, basically, they kind of recap all uh, last week's TV. Uh, you know, obviously, Jay Briscoe beat Ted Steen. Uh, show to Jay Briscoe. Obviously, we miss you, buddy. Um, but Jay, you know, Jay, uh, his first challenger is gonna be Adam Cole. Uh, so Adam Cole, I guess, calls his own shot. Um, yeah, the, the balls on Adam Cole, yeah, you know, and Jay's like, cool. even says, like, I thought we were cool, yeah, you know, but um, you know, then Jay just talks about like, you know, how Scum wanted to kill Ring of Honor. He's like, no, but you're the ones that are dead. Um, 
you know, and he's going to see Adam Cole in Toronto. So we do, it's official. We do get Adam Cole versus uh, Jay Briscoe as first title defense. Uh, we do learn at ACH, um, always count on heart, gets a TV title shot. Um, you know, and ACH gets on, you can catch him on a corner of hard work and determination, uh, handing out motivation. So, um, love ACH. Yeah. yeah, you know, and his, you know, his mama had hard times and taught him to work hard. Um, and then your favorite part, Marcus, go into Border Wars, and he will face either uh, either of these two whippersnappers. Uh, but <laughs> Mark's, got, Mark's got some words. Uh, show it to Mark Briscoe. Who the reason why he's who he'd rather face? Uh, but he'd rather face the ACH because uh, Matt Taven's probably got some disease. He don't want to. He, he don't want to catch on. He said he caught. What do you say? I caught someone with a tractor once. You don't need to worry about that. Yeah, I was like, I don't even know what that means. Um, but Mark, but I like that he carried this through for when he comes out on his commentary on the <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, he, he, it it didn't stop. But then we also do find out that we do get uh Elgin versus Machine Gun uh Carl Anderson. I keep calling him Machine Machine Gun Kelly. Um, you know who's coming over from New Japan? Like you know we talked about earlier. When it was Roddy and uh, Machine Gun, I mean, he's well. Actually, Bull Club is literally like two weeks away from being formed um, at this point. So, uh, but yeah, Machine Guns had all kinds of titles all over the world. Uh, yeah, G One Climax winner. What's that? G One Climax winner. That was a big deal. Yeah. Um, well, I think he was runner up, wasn't he? I don't think he won it. No, I thought he won. I think he was. Wrong. I could be wrong, but. I could be wrong too. I thought I thought they said they had won it. Um, oh no, he won the G one uh, tag belts in 09 with uh, the tag. Uh, that's what it was with uh, And I'm assuming you know who Giant Bernard is, right? Uh, Matt Bloom. Yes. Also known as Prince Albert. Um, also known as Tensai. Also known as A Train. Yeah. Also known as a bad motherfucker in New Japan. Uh, but we'll talk more about Noah next week on Inside Ring of Honor. Uh, but then we go to our main event, Will. Um, oh, you know, what we didn't touch upon is that they also talked about uh, Eddie Edwards and Bobby Fish hopping on a plane. Yeah. To be a tag team over in, uh, in Noah. Yeah. Because uh, next week they've got a match, right? It's next week. I think so, yeah. Eddie Edwards and uh, Bobby Fish. Yeah. And uh, oh, they did. Um, I know they mentioned it last week. I don't know if they mentioned this episode, but Dave Richards is facing Mirafuji. Uh, I don't think they got mentioned on this one, but I remember you guys bringing that up last week. Okay. Um, yeah, so it's Bobby Fish and uh, Eddie Edwards back on team, teaming together after things got after, a little tricky. After they, after they have this match, you know, they got a, as he said, been said previously, there's money on the table. Yeah. Um, Can't believe Eddie Edwards won an impact. I ate shit on my impact picks. I, I picked so. I just kept like reading the results. I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Did you hear what I did for the NWA pay per view? No. I got three out of 14. <laughs> and the NWA is also dog shit. So, I mean, yeah. Um, I also forgot that Steve Macklin and Deanna Perrazzo were a unit. I didn't know that either until like a week ago. So. I totally forgot. Because I picked Gresham and Jordan Grace to both win. 
You picked the wrong. I'm gonna, I, I picked the wrong couple. It's like, oh, Macklin's going to win the world title. They're going to have Deanna win it. Isn't that cute? Uh, but for those that don't know, um, our part of the Shining, uh, so Patreon members of the Shining Wizards uh, can also do their picks. And uh, Will actually won the first quarter this year. Yeah, that's if Mike didn't miss that show, Mike would have won. Because especially towards the end, I mean, Mike missed a show and only was behind me by like a couple. Mm. So even if Mike got 50% on that show, he missed. Yeah. Are you getting updates on the standings? Uh, where? Anywhere? Or to Brunton, let you know. Um, now with like the, the general Wizards standings. Yeah, because I I don't usually watch the visual of the show. I just listen. But I I I, I look through the the Patreon group that uh that we've got going in the Discord. Hmm. That's when we just the the Patreon or just the Discord peeps. Okay. Um. Uh, but real quick, back to the, our main event. Um, right. Anyway, back. Only seven minutes. But this is first uh, ACH's first title shot. Um, you know, because he, he did pin Taven in Asheville uh, at a proven ground match. Uh, and Mark Briscoe is on the call because he's facing the winner. Um, and like we talked about earlier, he'd much rather face ACH because no diseases, especially with uh, him hanging with Scarlett. Uh, Truth and Scarlet come out with him. Uh, more porn, basically. Um, yeah, but we don't see any of it because they they're running replays over the over his whole entrance. Which I was okay with. Um, it just I thought it was so funny that they're talking about his entrance. They got all this stuff. It's like oh, no, see, we're, we're seeing the, the the replay of this other stuff, and then we cut to the ring. Martini's holding up. Taven's hand and Mark says, I don't like how he's got half that belt shoved down his pants. Yep. So, yeah, I don't know where the other half is going to be around my waist. Yeah. Um, but, God, I mean, another good showcase for ACH. Um, like I said, this match is so good. Uh, six, seven minutes. Um, yeah, that twisting jump over the rope thing he did, I was like, Jesus. Fuck Great. Because he, he, he steps on the inside of the second rope and, like, somersaults over to the outside. And then he did his like the no, no hand. hand. Then he yeah. did like the no hands like suicide dive where he like hands behind the head like he's like to be so sure that you're gonna go exactly where you want to go. Yeah, couldn't be me. I couldn't do shit like that. No. I'd be taking the Triple H route. Like, no, I'm not doing that. Yeah, yeah I'm good. Um, I did. There was a funny spot though. Um, ACH technically got counted out. By the way, I don't, you know. Um, yeah, that when they went from that nineteen, they they drew that nineteen to twenty out. Yeah, quite a bit. They're like nineteen and a half. Um, but I did have to like it so a fan actually helped them up. I thought that was pretty cool. That was a nice little touch. Oh, we also didn't talk about the, the fucking Mark in the front row who gave Matt uh, gave Bennett a hug. <laughs> I forgot about that guy. Fucking loser. <laughs> um. Well, I mean, you're tough to miss that big, bright pink Mike Bennett shirt he had on. 
Yeah. Um, it stands out. Yeah. Uh, but in the end, uh, you know, Scarlet. Also, gets- much, much love for uh, Martin tries to pull a fast one and dips the robe down. ACH lands on his feet, tumbling out of the ring. But fortunately, while he's getting in, involved with Martini, Taven hits a, hits that sliding drop kick. Fucking clacks him on the outside. Yeah. Uh, and then on the end, you know, obviously Scarlet distracts the referee. Uh, ACH hits the ropes. <coughs> Martini trips him just enough uh, for Taven. That, that's sweet. Whatever DDT he does is pretty sweet. Um, and your winner and still TV champion and still uh, going on to Toronto to face uh, Mark Briscoe, uh, Matt Taven. When they they showed him, I'm like, wow, he's starting to look more and more like he's actually from Derry, New Hampshire. Yep. I he, bet he looks like the kind of guy that would drive his fucking Honda Civic at a red light at 11 p.m. Yeah. Um, Bennett is all in on this uh, this character at this point. So um, I would have hated this guy. I mean, well, I hated him until 2019 anyway. So I'm I'm curious to see how this goes because I wasn't a big Taven guy. Because Taven was one of the I guess I'd say more prominent people when I first started dabbling and then to come back later and see that Matt Taven is like one of the top guys, like everybody's like so into him, like what happened? Yeah. Because the Matt Taven I saw wasn't really anything to to write home about. Did Matt just happen? Now he's doing the climax, just the tip. Yeah. Um, all in all, Will, obviously it's that time of the show, but um, this is your first episode of Ring of Honor TV. I think this was a good episode of uh, Ring of Honor TV to come back to. Okay. Do you feel a little refreshed after taking a week off? I like that we didn't just get bogged down with replay other yeah. than during Taven's entrance. Yeah. And it wasn't even Super Card of Honor replay. And stuff kept moving along. I mean, yeah, we're still kind of stuck on like the scum Ring of Honor story. But it's going to get Steve Carino in commentary. Maybe. Wink. <laughs> <laughs> Um, big wink. <laughs> yeah, if, if you get a, um, I know you didn't, you, so you haven't seen Supercard, but uh, I'm not all surprised Card. that um, they just mentioned that Jay Briscoe won. It was the first thing on TV last week, but that's all we've really talked about Supercard. So they kind of swept it under the rug a little bit here. Yeah, I I, I watched. Like I said, I watched. I did watch last week's. TV where he comes out with a belt and he's like, you know, because all y'all, you know, we did this, we out here, arf arf, you know, all that. You say arf arf, arf arf, knock loose, baby. That's funny. Then to have little, little Adam Cole. I'm the future. Steve Billiker. Um. He, he wants to step up and Briscoe starts like stripping the layers off. He's like dropping the bell, dropping the jacket. He's like, okay, let's go. So, yeah. All right. Uh, 
Yeah, I don't, it's kind of an interesting time. I mean, there's Adam Cole. I mean, they're bringing in a lot of, I mean, three matches on Border Wars are with outside talent. Um, Bringing outside talent on Ring of Honor television, too. Yeah, so it's uh, it's an interesting time. So you see how um, Jay Briscoe's title run goes. Um, unfortunately, once again, with the, the passing of Jay Briscoe, I am – a little bit more of aware of how this first title run goes, but you know, we'll try to forget that. But um I'm looking forward to stuff. <laughs> but um yeah, I don't all in all, um, I don't know, it was okay. It went by quick, maybe now because I can watch it at two times speed. Um I, I think anything they should have swapped the I know you really can't, right? Because if you didn't, if you just had Tadarius Thomas and Jorge, uh, whatever his name was, uh, in the main event spot, right? Because I feel like that bit would have been a better show closer. Yeah. Leaving it off with a, I'll see at Border Wars. Now I'm going to see you next week. It's like, all right, reason to tune in next week. Because Taven ACH was a good match. ACH is great. Matt Taven's getting there. But it just it felt kind of lacking as far as the main event goes. So I feel like when it was done, I missed what ended it. It was just like all of a sudden he's just like in the ring, one, two, three. It's like, oh, the yeah. match is done. All right. Yeah. Just hopefully they start building some more, some more star alliance listed. It's you know, like like Ring of Honor Ben, it's it's a little top heavy. Um Hopefully, you know, we'll see. We'll get Bennett a little more. We'll get Roger Strong a little more. Yeah, it's good to have Bennett back. So um, he didn't sign any of his hip hop or country deals. So he's he's, he's turning in movies. He's got a record deal. He's got got it all. Yeah. And like, who's really going to be the next challenger for Red, Red Dragon? You know, so. Yeah, young bucks come back. Where where the bravados at? Yeah. So, yeah, all in all, it was okay. Um, it went quick. Maybe it was just my my um state of mind watching it. Maybe I don't know. Well, it was okay. You know, no, I, okay. I was I was pretty pleased. You know, besides the fact that I was able to watch it on my television without a hitch, it didn't like. Stutter, it didn't sputter, streamed great. Nice. Now, if Tony Khan can just do something about the fact that I only get half the screen when I watch it on my phone, Tony Khan, get your shit together. So, I mean, I'm not trying to be picky, but I kind of feel like I'd rather have the right side of the screen than the left. (laughs) Yeah, he was all over that dynamite, too. It was just like. Uh, he's got an announcement. He's got an announcement. Yeah. You know, but it was cool seeing Vikingo and Gringo local. I mean, I've seen both of them relatively recent, but, you know, the fact that Triple H Championship was defended in Milwaukee is pretty historic, so. Um, it is very cool. Well, Will, welcome back um, from the land of the Ja Ja Jaws to the land of the... Oh, i say it's good to be back. Well, I mean, I'm ready to hop a plane and go back. Yeah, well, with your experience. 
I'll, I'll download my my Duolingo now. <laughs> so remember, J's or H's are J's. So, um, yeah. Well, um, yeah, I think it's a uh, yeah. Probably just pull this uh, train into the station. But Will, it's good to see you again, my friend. Um, good to see you too, Tom. Thank you to Visionary Global Media. Yeah. Thank you for the Shining Wizards. Thank you, at and brightest day. Yeah. I won't. I won't share the. I'll email you the the file so you'll see the shoot name. But I don't want to. He doesn't have the shoot name kind of posted anywhere, like in his social. So I'm not gonna. Right. I'm not gonna put out the shoot name out there in the world. But. I then info is is his info in the email too. It doesn't have like all his socials, but it has. Like it would have his name, his email. Okay. We got, we got, like, we got everything. Like, we got stuff already set up to, like, go to, like, use for shirts, stickers. Like, it's all. We got some that are just, like, the text part only. Some that are just, like, the graphic part on the bottom only. Sweet. He he loaded us up. Awesome. Money well spent. Support your friends. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and we will be going. um, Yeah, we'll be getting our stickers through. uh, my boy Jack's here in Milwaukee, so that'll be awesome. So I'll talk to him actually tomorrow. Uh, but as this drops, it'll be two days ago. So, yeah, thanks, thanks ahead of time, Jack, get, getting us the stickers. And then, you know, if you want stickers, we'll, we'll yeah. get them out there. Yeah, well, I said like some to- way, somehow. I mean, if Tom's getting them all taken care of down in Milwaukee, I mean, I probably won't be the one sending them out, but you never know. So, all right. Well, I'm going to put a stick and fork in it, but Will is awesome. Uh, High fivers. We will talk to everybody next week. This has been a Visionaries Global Media production. Visionaries Global Media. Envisioning excellence on a global scale.